and manifest who he is in our lives in the, in the earth. Amen? Amen. Amen. I want to thank y'all again for being here. I want to thank God for you know, the, the ones that did come out. Praise the Lord. And the word is going to go forth today. I want to just share with you one encouraging word. You know, in Psalms, I'm going to, uh, Psalms uh, 1, Psalms, Psalms chapter 8. Psalms chapter 8, verse 4. I'm going to share, share with you that before we get started. And see, and, and many people, I, I, I kind of hammer on these things because many people leave here and forget. They forget so quickly because the mirror of the word is, the mirror of the word of God is not their mirror for life. People's opinions of what they, are, they, are, they mirror after they are, they are, are, are religion and traditions of man, but not after God. Because, you know, we leave, sometimes we forget who God says we are. In Psalms 8, let's go to Psalms 8. I'm going to look at verse 4. Psalms 8, verse 4. I'm going to start there. And, and this is something, I'm you something, even the translators were scared to, to translate this scripture correctly. I'm going to read some stuff here and... Uh, I need my, my, other, my other Bible. I swear I can say that. It says, what is man? Are you there? Mm-hmm. Now, this is mind-blowing if we, if we really get this. See, the thing is, we're so used to being who we are, it's it hard for us to transform to be something what God has called us to be because it's, we can't see it in our minds because we haven't been taught that. It's like you've been taught, it's like a little child growing up for many years saying, you'll, you'll never be a nobody, you'll never, you'll never be nothing, you'll never be nothing, and they grow up to be that. Because they have developed faith in being just what somebody told them. And they'll never really uh, uh, manifest the greatness that is on the inside of them. Because you think about people that went through everything, went through hell and how, and they're still coming up again. You know, and this is just a thought, so a little simple thought. Was, you know, I was watching the news the other day and it was talking about uh, 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 Tiger Woods that, you know, his surgery, he almost died in a car accident. They want to amputate his leg and all this kind of stuff. And, you know, and they didn't, he didn't do that. So, and the doctor says, well, it's going to be hard for him to come back. But he said, he's coming back. Because if he believed in this man, I'll tell you that, that you, you, you believe in your mind, that's the main thing. It's not what some say, but it's what he say. And what, what he say, that's what you're supposed to say. What God say. And I, and I believe that he's living out the purposes of God in his life. People say, well, he's not a Christian. He's a, he's a Buddhist, you know. He, he belonged to God. That's the only thing I can tell you. People try to get so deep these days, you know, and so shallow. I'm just going to read you some things here. Psalms chapter 8. I'm going to read it. What, what do you believe? Is your life, I want you to think about it. Is your life controlled by what somebody else say? Some people say, no, they ain't good. But you have to think about it again. Because some of your life might be controlled by what others are saying. You got you to change that narrative. You guys are seeing, what does God say? Am I living from the inside out what God has told me? In today's message, I'm going to talk about the greatest gift. We're going to still be talking about it because it's a time of giving, a time of thanksgiving, giving thanksgiving, giving God thanks for the things that he has given us. And I talked about that uh, uh, last Sunday, and I, and I talked about it from a different perspective. I'm, I may go back to that. I may not. I don't know how, how I flow. But... Uh, but let's go and look at Psalms chapter 8, verse 1. Psalms 8, 
Verse 4. Father God, I want to thank you for this day, this very day that you have made, Father. I thank you, Lord, for the word today, Father. Thank you for the, the minds that receive it, Father, the hearts that believe it. And I thank you right now, Father, in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. And this is what it says. It says, what is man? It's like a question. Like It was surprising. What is man that thou art mindful of him? Mindful. That's like a compound word, mindful. His mind is full of you. This is something to give God thanks for. It says, in that the Son of Man, that thou visited him. It says, uh, 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 for, and da, 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 okay, where am I now? Verse 5. It says, I'll stand five for the one, maybe listen to it, but maybe deepen the theology. But it says, thou have made him a little lower than the angels. See, that? don't get that word angels. That word angels is a Hebrew word, Elohim. It says, that means a little lower than God, not the angels. Is that word angels come from the Hebrew word meaning God. You're a little lower than, than God. God has made you lower than him. It says, uh, it says that thou crowneth him with glory and honor. God has crowned us with glory and honor. That's why we got to know who we are. If you know who you are, that'll, that'll give you more confidence when you're around other people. That's right. You won't be looking down on the ground. Right. You know, hey, yeah, 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 you know. No, you'll, you'll be more confident. Right. We got to build our confidence in who we are. That's why we need to give God thanks for who he has made us. Amen. You know, and so that's why the Bible tells you to come boldly into the throne room. So what's the difference than going boldly in the bank room? Uh, <laughs> if you come boldly before God, you should be able to come boldly before anybody else or any other living being. That's right. That's right. Mm -hmm. But so many are nervous in the service. They're <laughs> but sometimes you got to do it afraid. When you're afraid, that deals your confidence. When you do things afraid, like, I don't know what they're going to say. They may turn me down. It doesn't matter. Turn you down, not go. They're going to turn you down. If you don't go, you know you're going to get turned down. If you do go, you may get turned down. At least you went. That's right. I mean, wherever, wherever it may be. But it says he has made you a little more than the angels. Uh, uh, he says he crowned us with, with, with glory and honor. These are things to give God thanks for. And he has made it him to have dominion over the works of what? Of your hands. What's in your hand? What are your gifts, sir? What has he given you? If you don't know, you need to uncover to discover. You say, Lord, what? You know what I'm If you don't know that. He says, the works of thy hand, it has put all things under your feet. So wherever your foot should tread, that belongs to you. Remember what he told Abraham? He says, Abraham, wherever your foot should tread, wherever, whatever you tread upon, it's yours. It's yours. And God said the same thing to us. But we just, we, most of us haven't believed it yet. We haven't believed that yet. I'm talking about the greatest gift, what God has already given us. God has given us dominion. God has given us these things. God has given us forgiveness. We have that. God has given us his righteousness. Mm. He says, He says that he has made him have, have dominion over the works of your hand and put all things under your feet. And see, many people think, you know, it's supposed to give it to you. No, you got to go and possess it. You got to go and take it. Possess what's yours. And I'm talking about the, the greatest gift. And yet one, we're going we're gonna to kind of uh, 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 go back to the, how we should be giving thanks to God for what he's already done for us, how he saw us, how he brought value to our lives. And we just don't believe that yet. 
We still think that God is trying to get us. We need to get rid of that religious mentality. And let's look at, uh, uh, and I had a quote, is that a quote that have you ever received a gift but didn't open it or never used it? How many have received a gift one time that you ain't never opened it, you ain't never used it? Hmm? One of them. You ain't never used it. That's the same thing when God gives you something. God gives you gifts and everything. Some one thing is sometimes you just don't know what he has given you and you don't know how to use it. Or you see it and you don't know how to operate it. And you just never deal with it. Anyway, they left it there. That's the same thing with, with the gifts of God. I'm going to show you something in scriptures and that, that many people never really saw in scripture. And I talk about this. They, they, some people forget I read the scripture before. And, and, let's, and uh, uh, let's look at... Uh, uh, where do I want? Which one I want to go to? <clears throat> Let's look at First Corinthians chapter one. I'm gonna go to that one first. First Corinthians chapter one. First Corinthians chapter one, verse three. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go there. We're talking about the greatest gift God has given us. Everything that we need. But many of us don't use what we have, so we never really get anywhere in life. If you don't use the tools you, that, that make it easier for you, make your life hard. A guy came by the other night, was doing some work in the sheetrock in my garage. He had this big nail gun, just doom, doom, doom. I remember years ago, you had to get there and it made it hard for you. Oh, you had to nail it from Whew. But now it's so much easier now. Now you got the, the nail guns. Right. I could have chose that. I have some hammers around the house that I could use the hammer. <laughs> oh, well, he could use the hammer. Because I wasn't doing a hammer. <laughs> so, but, uh, but, uh, I, you know, but if whatever is necessary, but what the point I'm making is that sometimes we make our lives hard. Because we don't use what God has given us. That's why we go through the struggle so much because we don't use what God has, the gifts that God has given us. Okay, I'm going to, First uh, Corinthians chapter 1, let's look at verse 3. And this is what it says. Grace be unto you. Grace. Grace means, grace means two things. It means uh, uh, if God has graced you to do certain things, that means it's make it easier for you. And God's unmerited favor, you have the favor of God that is upon you. You have the favor of God that, that, that is, is, that's on you. His favor, his divine favor. Some people, some people just do things so easily that it's hard for others to do. They just, they have, they flow in grace. They're grace in that area. I mean, it could be uh, uh, um, dealing with uh, farming, pottery, or whatever, just being a mechanic, being whatever the case may be. And I know sometimes you say, oh, you're, you know, you talk about things just to, to motivate. You need to be motivated. Some people need to be motivated. Some people need to be inspired to live out who they are. And it's like, because I'm telling you, the greatest judgment is going to become for what, we, what we're supposed to do in this land that we didn't do while we're here on this planet. And many people don't know that. And I'm going to show you that if I, if I, get, if I can get to it. And it says, it says, Grace be unto you. And see, people just read the scripture. They don't, they don't look at the words. That's why you got to underline something. Grace. Grace. God's a merit of favor. God has graced you. And it says, and what it says, in peace. Peace comes from a word, RNA. In the Hebrew, it's RNA. It basically means, uh, uh, peace means uh, well-being. 
It means prosperity. It means health. It really means nothing missing, nothing broken. You have everything that you need. It says grace and peace. And peace of mind be unto you. This is what the word is saying. From God, who? God who? Our Father. Look at the word God. God means eternal creator. Elohim. Jehovah. He's the, he's the God that created all things. The creator of all things. Eternal being is God. And we look at the word. We slow down and read and look at the words. What's the every word what it saying? Well-being. Well-being. It says peace from our God. From God our Father. And from the Lord Jesus Christ. And I thank my God always on your behalf. For the grace of God which is given. Given is like the same word from the word gift. It's a gift of grace that he has given us. But sometimes we refuse to walk in it. And we've, then that's why we constantly live these mundane lifestyles just going through the motions. You know, one day it'll be over. I won't have to cry no more. You know, I won't have to be paying bills no more. I won't have to buy this. I won't have to buy that. You know, I won't have to pay. You know, this, this, that, 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 that mentality. Instead of believing God, Lord, I thank you for the money to pay for it. You know, if the gas go up and down, thank God, I, it's all good. We didn't get to that place. You know, you know, oh, it's too high, that's too high. You know, you just complain. They ain't going to change it by you complaining about it. You say, Lord, hey, let that, let, that, let that gas go down, Lord, and be a blessing to somebody else and let their income come up so they can, they can pay for their gas. There won't be no issue. To, that's how you have to think. Because if you think any other way, the devil is always going to control your mind. You know, everything's too high. This too much. This too this. I'm too this. I'm too that. You, well, do something about it. Because right. never complain about anything that you can't change. Or anything that you can change. You need to pray about it and believe God. As I speak to you, I speak to myself as well. I do the same thing. But it says... I thank my God always on your behalf for the grace of God given. I have the grace of God. And like he told Paul, Paul said, you know, like he had a thorn in his side. He prayed to him, came to the Lord several times. And he said, but, but, but God told him, he says, my grace is sufficient. You're going to make it. My grace is sufficient. You have the gift of grace that's upon our lives. We have the gift of peace that he has gave to us. The Bible says, I give to you peace. It says to my Lord Jesus Christ, he says, that in everything, that what? You are what? Enriched. 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 In everything yeah. that you are enriched. You are enriched in all utterance, that means speaking, in all knowledge. You have knowledge, but you have, you have been operating in it. Mm -hmm. You have knowledge, you, you have it. You have knowledge in everything, everything that you do. Not just in church, not just spiritual things, but the natural things you do. When you go to work, you know, ooh, they got that new stuff going on. I don't know nothing about that. that you know, don't nobody know nothing about it. Everybody learn it. <laughs> hey, no big deal. I'm going to learn it. Right. Make a decision that you're going to learn one thing a day. I'm going to learn something about this thing every day. Technology change. Just make a decision. Hey, I'm going to learn about it. Hey, if, 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 can, if, if somebody else, I can learn it too. You got that too. Age ain't got nothing to do with it. Yeah, you know, it's new to them too. That's true. It's new to young people too because certain things that's new, it's new to them too. If it just came up this year, it's new to them as well. Mm -hmm. So don't get caught up with, you know, like, you know uh, I got to know that for them young people. That ain't for them young people. It's how you see things. <laughs> Listen, David, 
Just how you see it. <laughs> ain't for no young people. It's just for people. I'm telling you, you got to change your thinking. When you change your thinking, you change your life. You change your behavior. If you see it that way, it's going to be that way. Oh, yeah. You know, I can't do that. that, that, that them young people thing. Yeah. Oh, that's for anybody who want to learn it. But see, some people just got too lazy. If you be honest, say, you know, I don't want I just don't want to do it. I mean, if, you, if, that's, if that's not what you want to do, that's not what you want to do. You, you're not going to know anything about it. I mean, so what I'm saying is these things are very spiritual, what I'm talking about. Because God put you on this planet. You're in this planet. God put you, if God wanted you in heaven, he would have saved you and took you on to heaven. So these hundred and some years you're going to be on, in, in, in the earth, enjoy it. Because he's put you here for a reason. God don't waste his time. God don't waste his breath. He could have just took your breath in the earth and took you on to heaven. If he wanted you there. Because he don't need your help in heaven. Many people think it, dude. He needs you, he needs you right here on the earth. Miss Ruby. <laughs> I see looking at all the glasses like they're here. <laughs> okay, let me, okay, let me, Miss Ruby, Law. Okay. In all, in all knowledge. He says, he says, even as a testimony of Christ has confirmed us so that you come behind in what? No gift. He don't want you to come behind in anything. But the people of God is more behind in anything than anybody else. We wait, we're still waiting on the Lord. They're waiting on the Lord. He, he'll bless me one day. He already blessed you. You never see in the scripture that he's, the Bible says he's going to bless you. The Bible says he has blessed you. With every spiritual blessing. And it's the spiritual thing that's created the natural things. It's the spiritual thing that's created the things in the natural. But we waiting on God to do it. God is waiting on you to do it. And I'm going to show you that in a minute. He's waiting on you to do it. While we praying about it, God wants you to be about it. Mm. That you become a hand and no gift. Waiting for the coming of the Lord. Our, our, our Lord Jesus Christ. Who shall confirm us in the end. Approve us in the end, or to confirm us that everything is done, that ye may be blameless in the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is faithful, by whom you were called to fellowship of it, called unto the fellowship of His Son Jesus Christ our Lord. We're called to the fellowship. We're called. We're called to the fellowship. Mm. And so you got that. I want you to get this. Now let's go to back. Let's go to Romans chapter 12. Let's go to Romans chapter 12. God has gifted us. God has given us gifts that we have not been focusing on. So many of us have been focused on so much of, of making a living instead of living our making. We're just, we're just going through the motions of life instead of not living what God has created, how God has created us to. But God has given us. We want to thank God for the gifts. I mean, we're talking about the greatest gift of all. The greatest gift of God all is what God has given you. What God has given me. But am I using the gift? Have I opened the gifts up? Or is it sitting there lying dormant? Romans chapter 12, verse 6. It says, having different gifts 
according to the grace that is given unto us. Let's hear it again now. Having, having then diff, differing, differing gifts according to the grace given unto us. Having what? Different gifts, uh, uh, having the different, having gifts differing according to the grace, according to the grace, how God has graced you, given to us. He says, whether it's prophecy, let us prophesy according to the proportion of faith. Or is it ministry? Let us wait on ministry. He that teach on teaching. Or he that exhort on exhortation. He that give, let him do it with simplicity. Some people have that ministry. And ministry just comes from, a, ministry is not a religious term or a spiritual term. Ministry just means to serve. That's all ministry does. I, I minister in this way. I, I, you hear the word administer. It's serving in that way. We hear the word ministry, it just means serve. It's not a deep, it's not a deep term. You're serving in a certain way. You're serving, you're using your gifts that God has given you. It says, let us wait on ministry, or if it's teaching, on teaching. He that exhort on exhortation. He that give, let him do it with simplicity. And he that ruleth, or he that may be the boss, with diligence. He that showeth mercy with cheerfulness. We got to do this, it says, we have different gifts. We have different gifts. The gifts that he has given us. He says, it says, according to the grace that is given to us. My gift is not your gift. That's why you flow in a certain way. Like, guys, wow, you know, these people can really, really, you know, they love, they love, they love baking. They love, oh, wow, wow. They get so excited about getting all these ingredients. And, you know, I care less about any of it. I just want the result of it. <laughs> I don't care how you do it. I just want the results of it. You know, I care less about being in the kitchen place and this, that, and other, and all these other stuff. So, you know, just go with that. You know, okay, okay, y'all, it's fine. Just, 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 just give me the results. That's your, your grace. You're happy about, wow, wow, wow. You know, that's not my thing. And see, my thing may be not be yours because it's not your, my gift is not your gift. But we need to get excited about the gifts that God has given us. You know, some people, I just, I can just imagine people going to, uh, 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 you know, this physicians, or uh, 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 guy in surgery, cutting somebody's open, doing surgery, you know, taking the stomach out, doing the sewing and stuff, and just doing it so gracefully, like, mm, you know, you know, and then you go in and get some, like, oh, what do I do? You know, you didn't cut the person's liver out, you're supposed to be getting the kidney out. <laughs> because that's not your assignment. But I want you to see these things in pictures, what I'm saying. That's not, because you're not graced to do that. Because somebody that's graced to do it, they just they can be talking and doing surgery at the same time. Yeah, okay. Man, look at me when you're doing that. Now. Just, just, you know, focus. <laughs> what I'm saying, we're talking about the grace. That's their grace. You know, some people, you know, uh, 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 I think, I think, yeah, I think it's Tammy was telling me, you know, when she's working in the funeral homes, she'd be talking to the folk while she's doing her hair. Mm -hmm. Girl, yeah, I mean, I'm just imagine what she may be saying. Yeah, you know, I'll get to you in a minute over there, you know. While she working, you know, you know. I can do that. Uh, that's just not my thing. I just, you know, couldn't work this. Work in a funeral home, you like, you know, just doing somebody's hair, you know, like, you know, just and talking to them and all this kind of stuff, you know, have, I can just imagine what the conversation would be and hopefully they don't talk back to you, you know, when you're talking to them. Yeah. 
Now, then that'll be something. The, 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 raise the nigga and I'll be dead. <laughs> just, just a thought. Just, you know, just what I'm saying. I'm talking about the gifts that God has given us. We are gifted. Many of us in the place, our unhappy place, we are because we have not used our gifts that God has given us. We're going through the motions. We're not operating the promises of God. And, you know, God has gifted us so many, God has given us so much that we have not even see. Different gifts according to the grace that's given to us. We're trying to operate in somebody else's gift. That's why some people work on jobs that they really hate because that's not your gift. You should be doing something else. You're wearing your body out, your mind out, and all this kind of stuff. And because you're afraid of having to discourage your gifts. But if you're still breathing, you can define it. It's on you. And let's go to, uh, 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 and it says, show mercy with, with, at the end of that verse, it says, with cheerfulness. Being cheerful. When you're operating your gift, you're going to flow in cheerfulness. I mean, it's like, it's a fulfillment when you're doing what you love to do. When you're doing what you love to do. You know, the environment I work in, you know, they, they do a lot of, you know, one guy, a uh, doctor, the only thing he focuses on is autopsies. You know, just imagine being in a mug. You know, just, I, just, I just can't, you know, I'm not afraid of something. I just can't imagine just being around like, oh, this is my patient. They'll call them, they'll call them deceased. These are my patients. Yeah, just, just to those that are operating their gift. What is your gift? We're talking about the greatest gift of all. The greatest gift of God, all is what God has given us to operate in. What God has graced us to do. Many people don't know that. Yeah, they know about sin, but they don't know their gifts. And sometimes people know about more about everybody else's stuff, but they don't even know about their own stuff. What has God given you? What has He's graced you to do? And let's go to this very familiar scripture that I always talk about a lot. Let's go to 2 Peter chapter 1. 2 Peter chapter 1, I'm starting verse 3. Second Peter chapter 1. I want us to get this, you know, because it's time for the people of God to just, just be, just, you know, just waiting on the Lord. And you, just, you know, one of these old days, one of these days, everything going to be all right. Everything all right right now. Because the Bible says, even in the Lord's prayer, he said, let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That's what the Bible says. Let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Because God wants to have heaven on the, in the earth. Because that's what it initially was supposed to be. Mm -hmm. That's what initially is going to be in the end anyway. Yeah, yeah. That's why I tell people, heaven is not your home. Technically, the earth is going to be your home. You used to go and visit for a minute. They get the earth right. Then the new Jerusalem coming back down to the earth. Mm -hmm. And things are going to be how they were originally designed to be. Yeah. So you're just going to visit. For a thousand years, how many years is it supposed to be? But you're coming back down to the earth. It's going to be a new earth. Read your Bible. Is there? I know we say, I do not do know we say to go home to be with the Lord. You know, yeah, you're going to his home, but you know, you'll be returning back to your home at some point. 
Yes. And you can look it up in the Bible. It's there. Second Peter chapter 1, verse 3. Let's start at verse 3. According as his divine power uh, uh, has given. Given is a gift. If I give you something, it is a gift. If you pay for it, you purchase it, purchase it on your own. But according as his divine power has given unto us what? All things. All things. If he has given to us all things, he don't owe us anything. Because he has already given to us all things. Remember we talked about knowledge before. We talked about the knowledge. We talked about utterance. We talked about all these other things that God has given us. But the point is, we're praying about stuff that he's already given to you. Yeah. He's already given us knowledge. He's already given us wisdom. He's given us his peace. He's given us grace. The grace to do what we do. That's why you flow like you flow. Like, guys, they make this so easy. Because they're grace to do that. Because it comes from the Lord. I mean, every, every good and perfect gift comes from above. Some people may not know it coming from God, that gifts come from the Lord. Some people, well, see, they're not a Christian, so, you know, when they get a kind of Christian, then God, show, no, God, God, God shows your purpose way before that. He revealed that the God wants you to know him. He told Israel the same thing. Bringing man back to God, that means man was, was with God because he was with God in your spirit. That was the first thing he created was your spirit. Then God put you in a body. Man is a spirit that possesses a soul and lives inside of a body. That's why it says return to the Lord. Because he says return, that basically means that you were there before. You may not have been there in the, the, the fleshly body, but you were there in spirit. Because the first thing that was created from you was your spirit man. That's why he says, I knew you. He told uh, the guy, he said, well, he said, who's he? he said, I knew you, Jeremiah. He said, I knew you when you was in your mother's womb. Then he, said, then he said, one time, he said, I knew you before the foundations of the earth. You already was known. God already knew you. That's why he can say return to the Lord. This is something you have to go and study on your own. Because sometimes if, if, if you don't study on your own, sometimes it may confuse you. And I don't want to confuse anybody. I'm telling you something. A lot of things we think religiously is totally different than the way we think. Well, yeah, they, they're in the world, you know. But they, they, they just, the people use their gifts. They're using their gifts. Their gifts come from the Lord. If, if, they, if, you, if they serve God the way you think they should or not, their gifts come from the Lord. I'm telling you. Some people treat people so to be so deep and they are so shallow. But according to his divine power has given unto us all things that pertain to life. See, a lot of believers, they don't want to operate what pertain to life. You know, they want to wait, you know, when they get to heaven. When I get to heaven, or when you get to earth, when you do what you need to do in earth. Right. You said pertain to life. You said I've given all things that pertain to life in godliness. Mm -hmm. That tells me that everything I need to do that pertain to the natural things. He's given everything that pertains for the natural things. He's ever given everything that pertains to the spiritual things, the things that in godliness. So what do I do? This is a gift. We're talking about the greatest gift of all. What he has already given to us. He's given to us all things. He's given us knowledge. The Bible talks about uh, that. that um, then he says, verse 4 says, whereby 
we are given unto us exceeding great a while and precious promises. He has given us great and precious promises. But if you're not seeking it, you're not going to find it. That's why the Bible says to seek and you shall find. Ask. Ask and it should be given. But many people are not seeking. They're waiting. People are so lazy, especially in the church world. I'm just waiting in the Lord. They're going to pray about it. They're praying about everything and they ain't getting nothing. They're praying about stuff because it's just a cop-out. You got to get up and make it happen. You got to make it happen. If your life ain't happening, you got to make it happen. Because he's given us gifts. And these are things that need to be taught in church. I know sometimes people say, he ain't really preaching the gospel. You know, he ain't making me shout today. I'm not trying to make you shout. And this should make you shout when you get a revelation of what God's word tells you, who you are. He says, whereby are given unto us great, exceeding great and precious promises that we might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. And so we read that and say, if he has given to me great and precious promises, I need, as a believer, I need to begin to seek what are those precious promises are. He's given me life. He's given me life more abundantly. So there's some nuggets in Scripture he talks about that we got to tap into. We have to tap into it. If we don't tap into it, we'll never know it. And we don't tap into what, what, what he wants us to know. That's, you know, it's like when, you, when people find gold, gold on a pure is gold. They have to do some burning to, to, to do the, whatever they do, how they do gold. You know, the same thing with diamond. Diamond is just an ugly rock that they, they chisel and chisel it and make it, the, the diamonds appear. Because the average person will walk over a diamond and not know it's a diamond. I'm talking about it's an original form. Because you don't know how it's supposed to look originally, you will walk over it. The same thing, people walking over their gifts because they don't really see the real deal about themselves. They said, oh, I'm just a nobody. That's a slap in the face of God. When you say stuff like that about yourself. And the things that he talked about concerning you. I'm going to go back to that scripture too. And I, I may end on that because I, I just, I just want to go back. I just wanna, he has given us great and precious promises because how much God loves us. How much God loves us. And then he tells us, <clears throat> where am I? Verse 4. Give us, verse 4 says, whereby he has given us great, exceeding great and precious promises that by these might be, ye might be the partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption of the world through lust. Besides this, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue and to virtue knowledge. It's something you got to do. You got to add, you got to get knowledge. But many people, they don't want to spend time to get knowledge. Mm. And to knowledge, temperance. And to temperance, patience. They definitely want patience. And to patience, godliness. And to godliness, brotherly kindness. And to brotherly kindness, charities. He says, if these things be in you and abound, they make you, they, they make you that ye shall neither be barren or unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But if you lack these things, it's blind and cannot see afar off and have forgotten that ye were purged 
from your old sins. Many people don't even know that they, they, they've been cleansed from their sin. He said, have forgotten that you have been. You have been cleansed from your old But see, many people don't know that. They think they got, you know, it's going to be someday. Someday God's going to do this. Someday God's going to forgive me. But it says that you have been, uh, 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 have been, uh, what, what scripture am I He says, verse 8, that you have, that you have been purged from your old sins. That purge means to be able to be cleansed. You've already been cleansed. Many people don't know that. Ooh, Lord Jesus. He says, wherefore, the rather, brethren, give all diligence to make your calling, your calling, in election sure. You got to know something about you. It says, for if you do these things, you will never fall. That means you know who you are. You know who you are. You know why you are. You know whose you are. These things are very important for believers to know. You know, it's more than what I saw growing up. And I thank God for taking me through all that stuff that, that when I was growing up and taking me out through all these different types of denominations and religious groups and things of that nature to show me some things. I didn't know it at the time. I'm like, God, why am I seeing this? You know, why am I going to go into this church, going to that church? You know, little kids just going, just going to this different place and seeing different, different experiences. And I think God, and then I got, a, remember I got a prophecy one time and I didn't know what this lady was talking about at the time. She said, God is teaching you. He's going to show you something. I still have it on CD now. And this was like in, in, in 1980-something or uh, I'm talking about the one after that is like at uh, Mark's church, Pastor Mark's church. It's like 91 or 92 or something like that. Mm-hmm. It's that God is going to teach you some things, not what you should know, not what you should do, but you wish you shouldn't do. It's something like, it was like, it was like, I'm so confused. I, but I didn't get it until later on. Things I began to see in church like, eh, that's not the way. That's not God. That's not God. And you know, and they're not going in to judge certain things, but for me to see certain things. This is not how it's supposed to be. I don't care what you see. I don't care how many people are saying that. This is not how you treat people. This is not how you do things. This is not how it's supposed to be done. You know, and begin to show me those things. I'm like, but I, I, at the time, I, you know, I'm seeing it. You know, and I'm looking at the majority just going with the flow. And you know, I had to just like, gosh, man, there's something wrong with me because I'm not, you know, I'm not fitting in and getting in. That's never my personality. The one thing I was told. You know, by, you know, I won't call any names, but it's telling me, Granada, you'll be okay if you go with the flow. I'm not created to go with the flow. <laughs> that's not me. You say I do. That ain't, that ain't the way I, that's not me. You know, well, brother, you know, you know, God is going to get you. Well, God knows my telephone number. He know where I live. It's all right. And that's the attitude I always had. I mean, God knows me. God knows how to deal with me. And so you, you see, that's the confidence you got to have in your God. God is not out to get you to take you out the game. God, Jesus said, I pray that they stay in the earth. Don't take them out of the earth. Because you think about Peter. Peter was like one of the, 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 the rough neck disciples. Cutting folk ears off. Cussing folk out. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and doing the opposite of what Jesus told him to do. And think about it. Being right at the dinner table with Jesus that night in line. Say, I don't know him. Right at the dinner table. And he changed the world in three and a half years. 
I mean, just they changed the world. But Peter, but God knew his heart. God knows your heart. God knows where you are. That's why it's not good to be going around judging folk. God knows them. The only thing your responsibility is to pray for them. Because the Bible tells you in Galatians chapter 6, he says, now, the, the, uh, uh, you which are spiritual, if a brother would fall, you're supposed to, 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 to uh, uh, build up in the spirit of meekness. That's your assignment. Not to go and, you know, get on the phone. Girl, ooh, they supposed to be a Christian. I, just, I, I, I saw it at, at uh, 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 Joey's club laughing. Joey, what's his name called y'all had here? I'm holding one. I'm holding one. the club y'all had here? <laughs> Bernice, you don't talk to Claudia here long ago, years ago. Mm -hmm. Don't act like you forgot, Bernice. You know what I'm talking about? The club y'all always talk about. Oh, we went to Smokey Joe. Smokey Joe, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why she know about it, you don't know about it. My brother's name. Huh? My brother's name. Oh, Bernice didn't go? No. Mm -hmm. She ain't going to smoke Joe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, you, but you know about it, Bernice. I know. Okay, okay. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> oh, that was Joe, Joe Davis Club, wasn't it? Smoking Joe. <laughs> you never been? Okay, we'll edit this out. We'll edit this out. We'll edit this out. You never been to Miss Davis? You never been there? You don't even know where it is, do you? No. Not on the end. We kind of in there. Bernie, so was it? Oh, yes, she been there. <laughs> She's there right with Joe. Oh, Joe, I'm sorry to call you that. <laughs> But so where was I? But mm, I lost weight. <laughs> Just like my I'm gonna go with Mr. Davis. Yeah. But many of us are gifted. We just gotta begin to know who we are. That's the only thing I'm saying. We just gotta know who we're to get. We gotta get back to the place where God has called us to be. And some of us don't know we got to get in line with our assignment. I mean, your gifts are so important. Your gifts are so important. Yeah, like I said, God has forgiven us. We got to know those things. And let me tell you this scripture we talked about before. Uh, let's go to Psalms 139. I'm going to end with this here. Just as a reminder, uh, 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 being mindful of this here. We got to understand and know that God knows us. And I talked about this last Sunday. I'm going to bring it up again because some of you were not here. And this is going to build your faith again. Psalms 139. You know, and, 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 and I'm going to talk about some songs, so y'all get it. I'm going to talk about some songs, not to, um, to, to show you something that, you know, like I know we sing songs like, search me, Lord, search me, Lord. Did you find anything? That you're not, you know, you, you know what I'm talking about. God's already searched you. He, you know, he, you know, he, he, you know, so what you're talking about, he's already done. Now, here it comes from the word. Oh, Lord, thou what have, that word have is past tense. He says, search me and have known me. God knows you. Do you know that God knew you before, way before you came to this church? He says, God, he says, he says, know me. He says, in this verse two, it says, he says, thou knowest my down sitting in my uprising. He knows when you up and he knows when you down. And he said, thou understands. He didn't say he, he didn't say he knows your thoughts are far off. He said he understands my thoughts are far off. He understands where you are. He understands why you're tripping at the moment. Why you're going through what you're going through. He understands your thoughts are far off. Way before you get there. You think about Peter. 
When Peter told Jesus, man, I ain't gonna endeavor to deny you. But Peter didn't understand. Peter didn't know his thoughts was gonna be for what's gonna happen. But Jesus understood his thoughts are far off. That's how he knew how to deal with him. He understands your thoughts are far off. Verse 3, it says, for there, are, for, for, for there is not a word in my tongue, but lo, Lord, thou knowest all together. He know what you're going to speak. He know them doubt words you're going to say. Now, now this don't give you this don't this don't give you an excuse to, to, to use your mouth in anything in any kind of way because the Bible tells us that your words can snare you too. It can keep you in a place in a certain place that you want to get out of, but you, your words keep keep uh, uh, you know keep, keep trapping you. There. Oh, my authorized, my authorized acting up, my authorized. You keep claiming it's that's yours, so it's yours. It's the different things. Say, hey, this this authorized is trying to get me. This authorized, but don't say my. Don't make it personal. Don't make it, it belongs to you. Right. Right. My, you know, my this. You know, the negative stuff that you're saying, you don't want to keep saying that. You want to say what the word says. It says, it says, he says, yes, he says, uh, 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 I missed the verse. Thou comfort my path in my lying down. And thou art acquainted with all my ways. He are, he's acquainted with all your ways. He's just familiar with it. He knows your personality. He knows you one of the bad children he have. I mean, and what good children he have. <laughs> he says, for there's not a word in my mouth, on my tongue, but lo, thou, thou knowest it altogether. He says, thou hast beset me behind and before, and laid, and he says, and laid thy hand upon me. No matter what he's saying, I'm telling you this, I'm just gonna break this word, we'll just break it down for you. No matter what you're going through, his hand is upon you. Because he understands your thoughts are far off. God's not tripping. That's why your relationship is supposed to be so be close to God, not by what other people are saying about you. Because people are gonna talk about you. If they know you or not, they're gonna talk about you. They're gonna talk about this church. If, you know, some people don't like the way I do things. Some people don't like the way, you know, when I, when I say stuff about songs. Some people don't like to, me to talk about, you know, uh, 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 you know, give demonstrations of, you know, our green songs or Teddy Pendergrass songs. All this. And people, you know, people don't like that. But they, but they can go and listen to anything they want to do. And I talk about it. They get mad about it. Oh, he did preach it. He talking. He, he was saying something about our green song. And I'm going to keep doing it. <laughs> so tell them I'm gonna keep doing it. I'm give examples because the thing is, don't act like they people act like they're so deep, like they don't, you know. Ooh, he said, "Gosh, I wish there's some words that I can say that'll be spiritual, but it wouldn't be correct." So I just, I just wouldn't say that. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. But I'm telling, I'm telling things that I heard now. People have told me they're not coming back because you said this. You know, you was, you was. Sang a piece of Al Green song. Hmm. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. So, but yeah. <laughs> hmm. Do says that. Verse 6, it says, such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is too high that I can obtain. Sometimes we, don't, we never understand how God is, how God thinks about us. We're, we just have to receive it. God, I thank you, Lord, for accepting me, God. 
I mean, just what the blood of Christ has done for us is so amazing. Then verse 8 is so powerful. No, verse 7 is whether I, I, wherever I go from thy spirit, where I go from your spirit, or whether shall I flee from your presence. He said, if I ascend to heaven, is if I ascend to heaven, thou art there. For if I make my bed in hell, behold, thou art there. And see, hell is not a buried fire place right here. He said, if, I, if, I, if, I'm in, if I feel like I'm in hell, I'm in the lowest parts of where I need to be. Lord, you are there. And that should make you okay. You know, wherever you, if you make your bed there, you know, hey, you know, he's, he's there trying to bring you up. Wow. Mm, mm, mm. He said, if I take the wings in the, in the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there shall thy hand lead me, and thy right hand shall behold me. If I say, the darkness shall cover me, even the, the night shall be light about me. Man, I'm telling you, because he's there. That's why. Yea, if, if darkness hideth, yea, the darkness hideth not from thee, but the night shineth in the day. The darkness and the light are both like, like to thee. So y'all get that what he's saying? He said, because wherever he is, he is the light. If you're in a dark place, it's going to be light because he's there. Wherever he's going to be shining upon you, you're in a dark place, he's there. The Bible says he has delivered us from the authority of darkness. He has translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. So you're in the light. That's something to give God thanks for. Those are the gifts that he's given you, have given us. I'm talking about being thankful for the gifts because the greatest gift of all is what he has already given you. He has given you everything that you need that pertains to life and godliness. So there's nothing impossible for you. There's nothing impossible for us to do. He has given us his gifts. So if, it's, if your life is hard, it's because of you. Because he said, the Bible said that his yoke is easy and his burdens are light. You make things harder because how you see things. You got to begin to see them because the like I said before, when you change the way you see things, the things you see change. Mm -hmm. That's why you got to live by faith. Because yep. the enemy is going to do everything in his can to keep everything in his power to keep you from living by faith. Right. Everything is everything he can to keep you from living by faith. So you got to ask yourself, where am I? What I need to change in my life? Because everything is in your hands. Everything is in your hands. The Bible says death and life is what? In the power or the authority of the tongue. He's already given us everything. The pertain life and God, he's given us his word. I'm going to take you one more scripture. One more scripture, then I'm done. Let's go to somewhere in Peter. It's in Peter, I don't know if it's 1 Peter, 2 Peter at the moment. I'll tell you, let you know in a minute. Okay, you don't know. I'm just thinking of the scripture, Peter. Uh, Second, I think it's First Peter, First Peter chapter three, I believe.
It may be hmm. I'm trying to find a scripture It's in Peter About living a good life I've talked about the scripture before It's in First Peter, First Peter, chapter um, three. First Peter, chapter three, verse ten. And and like I can say everything is in your hands. First Peter, First Peter, chapter three, verse ten. It says now, and, and I, I I talked about the scripture many times before, but it's it's it bears talking about this again. And it says that for he that will love life, or he that desire to live a good life. The breakdown of scripture, he that desire to live a good life. There's some things that you must do. There's some prerequisites that you must do. And it says, and see, and see good days. He that desire to have, and see good days. Let him refrain his tongue from evil. And I'm going to say this again, because every time we hear the word evil, we may think of cussing, we may think of doing certain things. Evil means anything that is that's not in line with what God's word says. Because remember, I'm going to give you a, prove that point. Remember, the children of Israel, they came back uh, when they saw the, the promised land. They, the Bible said they came back with an evil report. They're saying, oh, we be not able. There are giants over there. See, technically, the average person say, that's not evil. That's evil to God because it wasn't consistent with what God's word said. God's word said the land is yours. But they said, no, 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 we, we're not able to get, possess it. God can say the job is yours. Oh, no, I, oh, I'd be too ignorant to get that job. <laughs> Me didn't go to school to get that job. And see, the thing is, if God tells you something, God knows you. He created you. Yeah. God's trying to get his glory to get you in there that you really don't deserve. You can say, God, that had to be you. Because mm-hmm. what I what's supposed to be the prerequisites for this job, I don't have. But God says you do. He created everything. He even created that job that they don't even know that about. And it says, but for he that will love life and see good days, let him refrain his tongue from evil. Remember, death and life is what? In the power of the tongue. Yes. You can speak evil to your life to keep you from your destiny, to keep you from the promises of God. Or you can speak life to your life to get it. And it says, it says in his lips that they speak no God. So what are you speaking? So if you want to see good days in life, God wants us to see that. That's a part of the promises of God. That's a part of the abundant life. Not when you get to heaven. Eternal life starts now. Amen. You may close your Bibles. Just want to leave you that scripture to meditate on. To show your friends that, that you know, they, they, they think that you're supposed to struggle in this life. And then until you get to heaven, then, you know, you're supposed to, you know, uh, yeah, you go through it for a moment. The Bible says that the afflictions of the righteous and, you know, but many afflictions of the righteous, but God delivered them out of them all. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah.